Welcome to Just Jive Pod, a podcast where we share a drink, talk about life, and pretty much just jive. My name is Jerome. And I'm Jesse, and uh, welcome back. And today's a milestone for us. Another milestone. Um, It's our 20th. But um, before we get into that, um, what are we drinking today, Jerome? We're drinking uh, something a little kind of peculiar, I think. Um, Not like a bud or anything, but it's, uh, it's a... Sour IPA. Um, yeah. It's it's by Epic Brewing, which is located in Denver. And it's it's about it's a four point five alcohol content. I mean it it really is just a mix of a sour IPA mixed with or I should say a sour mixed with an IPA. It's I don't know. Uh what do you think? Um I <laughs> I'm trying to come up with words that describe yeah. how I feel. But really, it is just a sour and an IPA mixed together. Yeah. I, I'm surprised about the ABV. I thought it would be a little bit higher. Um, I thought it would be in the 6 plus range. Um, but 4.5, that's pretty surprising to me. Yeah. Because it, it's a little dank. Like it, It's a little dank. Yeah. It has a little oomph to the taste, um, which I think is because it's a combination of both. Yeah. But I feel like as I drink more of it, I'm actually starting to enjoy more of it. I, I yeah. don't know, though. Because... I I really don't like sours mm-hmm. much because it just makes my face shrink. Right, um, right. But it it's kind of bearable, I think, for the most part. I think the interesting thing for me is like normally both sours and IPAs individually mm-hmm. um, are known to or like one of the things you drink for is like you want to drink past um, the hit so you can get the subtleties, right? Mm. But now you have two. Two different hits that yeah, you're trying yeah. to get past, and then, I don't Choose know. If, one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, well, I don't know if it's just like I don't because it's a new thing that I don't have and a frame of reference to mm-hmm. dig underneath like any kind of the subtleties. Or yeah, maybe this is just for the novelty of it. I don't know. Right, I, I, I can't tell, but it's it's not bad. Yeah, it's unique. Yeah. Well, we'll enjoy this through the session. Hope you guys are enjoying something as well. Yeah, um, but like I mentioned. This is a this is another milestone for us. This is our twentieth session. Um, we've kind of like honestly a little bit lost track <laughs> yeah. um, along the way of like you know we we don't keep track really of our, our session number until we hit a milestone. We're like oh we're there, and uh, yeah we hit our twentieth session and we're we just want to reflect take some time to reflect on that a little bit yeah. and and yeah so um, how are you feeling about it? It's it's fun. Um, it's a lot of fun just, you know, being able to hang out with you Yeah. every time for the listeners who don't know, a lot of times we kind of record a couple episodes and then kind of just make a day or afternoon out of it, Yeah. go get lunch. And so in the terms of the social sense, it's like, we, we have fun just hanging out and talking to each other. Yeah. Um, and I think the coolest thing is. All of our guests seem to have a lot of fun too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. noticed that too. Which I don't know if it's like they're just lying to our face every single one, maybe, but maybe. <laughs> I think it's 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 that whole thing of conversation just flows, and we're able to just really enjoy each other's presence. You know. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, I would say the same. Um, people have asked me like actually a lot recently. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of my like coworkers or whatever have asked me, "Oh, how do you how do you feel about it? Like, how's it going?" And I'm like, honestly. It is just fun. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's fun for us to get to know each other more through just hanging out more right, and talking about right. random stuff that, yeah, we would have probably talked about, but not maybe not in that same depth. 
in one sitting, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've I've noticed that like um, you know, we uh, you know, just a little bit behind the scenes, but we, you know, like like Jerome said, we record multiple sessions in a day usually, just mm-hmm. logistically. And we had a guest on earlier and yeah, he he had a good time. Yeah, and, yeah. And just it's it's fun for us to share that with people, right? Yeah. So I, I agree. I've been just having fun. It is so um, much fun. What are your favorite episodes so far? Oh, we've, man. we've done some good ones. Yeah. A lot of different ones. Yes. Um, heavy to less heavy. <laughs> to depressing. Yeah. To yeah. You know, all stuff. over the place. Yeah. You know, I, 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 th- it's, I think the two Marvel ones were really fun for me. Mm, Both okay. to like, um, I, I know I'm enjoying it when, while I'm editing the audio itself, I'm like laughing along or like, <laughs> You're right, like right. I'm actually having a good time editing it. Yeah, just because it's it's you know it's us just truly ranting and having fun. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? Um, honestly, I th- I still think the the standout one is our first guest uh, with mm. Lisa. I think it was just I I, th- I remember that so distinctly, and I I think it's my favorite because I felt like that was a turning point for us. Um, right, because it was our first guest and it was still early on for us. It, we, we had only done a couple of weeks worth. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing, but then um, it kind of pushed us into a different level. I feel like where mm-hmm. um, we were able to kind of push the realm of like, Hey, we're going to talk about a little bit of a serious topic, but yeah. also have some fun with it too. Yeah. And I think that's when we started getting more comfortable and just having a good time with each other. So, yeah. Um, and I think that's how we've like fostered the atmosphere with guests too. Yeah. Um, and, I I enjoy that episode a lot. Yeah, um, you know I don't know about you, but um, have have you had like coworkers or friends like ask you about how th- the podcast is going? Yeah, pretty often. Um, it's it's one of those things of like when you haven't seen a friend for a while, you mm-hmm. say, "How's work? How's family? How's you know blah blah blah?" Yeah, and almost like without question people ask me how's the podcast if they haven't seen me for a couple months, you know, which is, um, I'm still not totally used to it. Cause I get caught off guard. I'm like, what, what pod? Oh, Oh yeah. We have a podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I, it happens. And, uh, what I've noticed is like people are pretty interested in it, even mm-hmm. if it's just to like, see the process, yeah, understand yeah. how it's going. Um, are there a lot of coworkers for you? It sounds like. Yeah. Again, like um, when whenever we have a little bit more, usually over like a lunch break or something. Yeah. And people are like trying to ask me how life is going. Like, yeah, that's been part of that question of. And again, it's for people who know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you know, how's that podcast going? And just the other day this week, um, I had one of my coworkers ask me like, oh, I heard you're doing a podcast. Like, <laughs> like can I listen? I'm like, sure. You know, like it's on the internet. Yeah, It's it's there. It's like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. So I think it's, it's still surreal to me that we're doing this. Um, yeah. and again, like, you know, um, and this is my follow up question, but like, I don't expect us to blow up into this big social cultural phenomenon. I mean, if it does, we'll get yeah, there. Yeah, and I think yeah. that'll be a very interesting turn of events. Um, but I think like, like we said, like, it's just been a fun journey for us. Yeah. We've had, fun with each other fun with other people and it's it's cool yeah um but yeah um talking about like the future um are there anything you 
anything that you think that we can improve on based on how we've how we've done so far um any like vision forecasting for the future <laughs> you know I, i'm not sure in terms of uh looking too far ahead right um Like, we have a list of just ideas, guests, uh, potential guests, potential topics. Uh, but I think as we start to, like, go through a variety of topics, um, I think it would be very interesting to start, like, you know, looking into topics that we have no idea about. Right, I know, Jesse, right. you were talking about that, like, earlier yeah. um, in, our, in our offline conversation. But I think that came to my mind because it's, you know... While us getting guests like Lisa, like Sheena, like mm -hmm. um, whoever it might be, like um, we still kind of know what they're talking about. Like we can see where it's going, but what yeah. if it's like someone who's like a, I don't know, like a botanist or like a, even yeah. like a, I don't know, a, a, a printer fixer. I don't know. Yeah, just something, <laughs> something out, outside of our realm yeah. of understanding. Right? Yeah. Like things that um, maybe are more niche that some people don't relate to, but mm -hmm. it would be interesting. So um, I think that would be interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Down the line, yeah. I, I, again, I agree, and that's, that's why we had this off offline conversation, but now it's online. Um, and I think that would be an interesting growing point for us. Because, yeah. Um, yeah. So stuff we talk about, usually you or I have... The way I describe it to people and when they ask um, about the podcast is, oh, yeah, we just talk about random things stuff um but yeah. usually it has been something that either you or i have experience with um or our guest has experience with and we can just kind of dialogue that but i think it would be really interesting uh, for us to not have any kind of like any kind of experience with the topic yeah um, and maybe it is a guest that we bring or maybe it's just us and just kind of like try to muddle through it together you know like yeah. i think that would be a challenge for sure um but i think it'd be interesting it would be interesting yeah um cool i mean dude 20 20 episodes or 20 sessions i should yeah, say yeah um it's I, i know during our 10th milestone it was you know it feels a little different this time it, it feels does. like we covered so many more different topics with different guests i think it's uh 10 it's pretty was, awesome 10 was like hey we we're like getting there and now yeah. we're like oh we've done a lot yeah like, it's been a few months now you know and yeah that's still crazy for me to think about like we started this we're doing it and we're still going like yeah yeah i don't know but yeah man so 20 20 sessions it's pretty awesome yeah. uh i guess one thing we want to encourage our listeners is uh you know rate us yeah um rate us on itunes we we had a couple um we have a couple ratings uh, but one of them was for some reason we got a one-star rating which is hey, we got haters out there yeah man. we got haters or <laughs> i just like to tell myself someone accidentally he thought one star meant you know first place Fantastic. Right? first first <laughs> <laughs> no um but yeah you know like we got social media out there we'll plug it again at the end but it's you know yeah. just jive pod mm -hmm. um we we love the interactions we get whether it's just people viewing and talking about the posts we have or, yeah um you know commenting and whatnot yeah yeah and uh you know um i know there are a lot of listeners out there um and if you just want to give us a simple follow we promise right now on instagram we only post three times a week um <laughs> we post about the session we post about our beer of the week and our wreck of the week we don't we won't spam you we won't you know um, yeah but just give us a simple follow i know our pictures might not be the greatest um but give us a simple follow um, that yeah, way we know yeah. like some people are interested 
Um, yeah. The coolest thing I've I've seen on our, um, especially on Instagram, because that's been our main social media account, mm-hmm. is like, yeah, when we when we talk about someone's beer or um, talk about some recommendation, I've seen some breweries like comments yeah. on this. I'm like, oh, hey. Like our uh, the Portland one, yeah. both Rogue and Ten Barrel responded. Yeah, and I was like, cool, awesome, yeah. Like so, both of our some of our favorite like yeah, breweries, yeah. Right? So I think that's just a little novelty thing that's pretty cool for us. Yeah, and yeah. Again, um, if you're out there listening and you you want us to maybe feature a beer, like, dude, we come, we, come you know, us. <laughs> hit, hit us up. Like, yeah. we'll take the beer, we'll drink it, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, you know? exactly. But yeah, um, we're going to talk about a very interesting topic. And uh, um, it's, it is, again, something that we both have experience with. But it's unemployment, right? Yeah. We kind of wanted to save this one for a special time. Um, and you might think as a listener, like, <laughs> what? why would you talk about this dark topic? Um, and it's kind of special for Jesse and I because we were both unemployed at the same time. Yeah. Um, just over two years ago at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, just over two years ago. Yeah, so we have our own stories of what happened, what mm-hmm. happened beforehand, and what happened during it, and kind of where we are now. And it's um, it's a very personal topic, I think, to both of us, right? Yeah, and I think um, for us, it's kind of shaped who we are now. Yeah, um, and you know, just offhandedly, like we we understand that a lot of other people may go through similar seasons and we're, we're hoping it would be helpful for you guys. Right. Um, just kind of listening to how we've gone through it. Um, and maybe like how we've come out of it and maybe help you guys get through that season. If you, if you're in that season or maybe have been through it before. Yeah. So Jesse, I think one of my first questions for you is, um, I, I know you, you've talked about in the past sessions about yeah. like after graduating college, there was a moment of like, um, you know, struggling with the tests, oh, ultimately yeah. not letting you actually have the nursing job you wanted. Um, you know, during your before your times of unemployment, wh- whether that's during college or not, what mm-hmm. what were your preconceived notions of like what unemployment was like, and what mm. kind of what the image of it was? Yeah, um, I think. Before I entered my first season of unemployment after college, because I've there were two main seasons where I was un- unemployed, and um, both of them were after co- after college. One was right after, and the second was um, a little bit uh, a couple years later. But my understanding and and perception of unemployment was that, man, like <laughs> this is kind of extreme, but like if you're unemployed, like you're gonna be homeless, you know. <laughs> Um, and I think that's, that's a a little bit of sweet irony because I I work with the homeless population now. And (laughs) I think that still does play into my perception and understanding of it, but like it, my understanding and perception of it was if you're not employed, like you're a bit of a failure, like you're going to be homeless one day and, Mm -hmm. and you're just not going to go anywhere. And Mm -hmm. I think it was obviously that's a very depressing and like sad negative thought, but yeah, I, I I think that's why like it was a hard season for me. You right. Know? Um, yeah. What about you? Were, did you have? Were you employed before um, your season of unemployment? So I was. I I um, you know really luckily right after graduating college um, had a full time job, mm. and so I I really didn't have 
unemployment until the season that we're mm-hmm. going to talk about. And, you know, I guess my perception of it was that, to be honest, I thought it was gonna, I thought unemployment was going to be easy. Mm. Um, I kind of, I kind of just feels, it just kind of felt like, okay, take a break, mm-hmm. you know, have some you time and yeah. then, you know, one out of three of your jobs will probably accept you. Like, okay. I, I don't know why I had that thinking. Yeah. Maybe yeah, because yeah. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have many experiences where my friends in it, but yeah. it just felt like, you know, you'll get out of it soon. It's it's a very temporary thing. Like, it's it's a season. You got to get through it. Um, but once you get through it, like, you move on, right? Um, and I think I, the second time around, because I was impl- unemployed twice, Second time around, I had a better view of it because right. I had something to look forward to, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, unemployment is its not something to, you know, just joke about all the time. You know, I, I think it's, yeah. it's, you know, there's huge rates of unemployment in the country and yep. in the world, I'm, I'm sure, you know. Um, but, it's you know. Pretty, and it is seemingly pretty common to, yeah to at least go through periods of, of yeah time where you might not be employed yeah so we we don't want to take any i mean we're probably gonna throw some jokes in here and like talk lightly about our situation but yeah i think as listeners should probably know like it's everybody will probably go through this yeah. at some point right yeah um so so about two years ago we mm-hmm. had our our major unemployment timing um yeah where we were both unemployed yeah, at the same time. Yeah, And so I guess, you know, for yourself, like yeah. what happened that caused this unemployment? What led up to it? Yeah. How did you feel when it happened? And yeah. So if we're going to focus on that phase, because that was my second time of being unemployed. Right, right. Um, I had recently come, like moved back to Southern California um, for a job, which I had believed was my dream job. And, like, there were things that were going well, and there were things that were not. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, it led to more so things that were not going well. And I ended up getting the choice to leave, um, which Mm -hmm. I honestly, like, sadly, but also happily took. Yeah. Because it just was not the right situation for me anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was at a hospital. Um, It was, I was there for about three months um, in the, like, early training phase. And, yeah, it was just rough. Um, and I came out of that like honestly pretty depressed because I, I again felt like my dream was shattered, right. um, and I definitely had a lot of like very low points of hopelessness and fe- feeling like I like definitely failed and like was not sure about like career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, so I, that season of unemployed, I was unemployed for five months, mm. um, and. It took me like a solid, I didn't apply, I didn't look at any kind of job stuff for a solid month. Mm -hmm. Um, And then into that second month, I finally started looking and trying to consider what I wanted to do, Uh um, which was, and again, that was hard because I had no idea. Um, But I eventually like realized I wanted to try something outside the hospital setting. Mm -hmm. So at least I had kind of a direction. Um, But honestly, the biggest, the biggest key in, um, in finding my current job is someone just hooked me up with it. Like someone Mm. just knew I was looking and, um, they were like, Hey, I think this would fit you all. And it worked out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. What about you? How was that season for you? How long was that? 
Well, it was about about three to four months. Okay. Um, so a little close to like the amount your your time was. Um, yeah. So yeah, my my unemployment was came pretty dang abruptly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to use actual company names just because I think it's. I mean, although I want to bring them down, it's like <laughs> pretty rough. But I'll, I'll yeah. call them uh, Evil Corp <laughs> okay. because. Uh, if if anybody's seen Mr. Robot, that's kind of ah, that's, yes. that's what they named their company. Um, but I guess to kind of paint some paint a picture of what happened is uh, leading up to this is uh, I was part of a company that had just the, the company that I just joined after graduating. Mm-hmm. Um, let's call them um, Happy Corp. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Happy Corp was just bought out by Evil Corp. About a, f- a year to a couple months before I started um, after graduating, and you know, we're it was in the per- the process of merging and process of like kind of um, being one company. Yeah, and yeah, I worked. I was at. Uh, I was working full time after graduating for almost two years. Wow! And this job was very crazy. Like it was a support job. I was working. You know, there there are times when I had to be on call and I would get wake up waking up at like three a.m. or four a.m. Oh gosh, like it. You know, if you ask my friends around me during that time, if you ask Jesse, like you know, I was just yep. not a happy guy. Um, yeah. Work was the bane of my existence, but I, I kind of powered through. There were some opportunities within the company that I was um, able to kind of maneuver towards um, mm-hmm. in time. But so we we moved um, to Evil Corp's headquarters, mm. and the nail in the coffin. The nail in the coffin, and there was clear difference. We started. We used to be open open space desks. Now we were in cubicles. It was just like all of a sudden these things changed. And um, I guess to long story short, um, my friends and I we're, we're a young group of people on my support team a lot of people were joking around some people were you know drawing animals that look like phalluses <laughs> on um on people's individual whiteboards um what what i was doing was kind of like uh just to kind of make fun of my friends too and i did the stupid thing of just writing the word penis on a whiteboard just kind of like as a joke, it's almost like a meta joke yeah. of like people are drawing penises. I'm gonna draw a penis that looks like one, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like oh, like funny. And then the truth is, what happened was I wrote it, I erased it within like a couple seconds, just because it's like you don't leave that up there, right? Of course, of course. Someone from Evil Corp walking by saw it, and so the day after, or I think the Monday after, uh, our entire support team got called in for questioning. Oh, and gosh. everybody obviously denied it. And, you know, I didn't want to knock my friends because the, the, the crime that was being, people were being interrogated for was, like, did people draw animals that look, or did people draw fallacies, basically, Yeah, right? yeah. And I said, I don't know anything about that. They called me in a second time and said, do you know about anybody who wrote the word penis? And I think yeah. I'm okay with, I, I don't want to rat people out. I'm yeah. okay with, like, coming clean yeah 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 of course i'm it's my own destiny in my hand right right and what ended up happening is like oh yeah like sorry i was was doing that i kind of explained it the way i just did like oh i was just like kind of being 
coy or whatever, like mm-hmm. being stupid. Yeah. But yeah, like my bad kind of thing. Yeah. It's not. And guess what? The same day, they fired four people from my team. So no warning, no nothing. They we found out later that the CEO of the company kind of went into that Monday saying we're going to fire people for this. Oh my gosh. It's and wait, we look back for that specifically? Yeah. Yeah. So like, so when wait, when did this happen again? Like was it over the weekend or So it was on a Friday that okay. I think well the whole week people were kind of doing that the first week. So the way we saw it was like is a hostile takeover. They're tank they're they're making a point that like you're going to uh, follow our rules or you're going to be gone, right? And so this was like just when you moved out a week after yeah wow so i guess sorry like long story but i you know it's a it's a very i think it's an interesting story it's a a pointed story for sure yeah and what i think what's just crazy is like you know i i I got called in i they told us you know you're no longer a evil corp uh (laughs) employee and i think for me i was just there's like a rush of blood into my face. It was just like, well, I don't think there's anything that can be done, right? And they said, right. nope. And then I just like, I just, I didn't even argue. I just got up and left. Because okay. I think a part of me wanted to leave for a long time. But mm. this was like the weird opportunity. And I think to, I mean, I, I'm kind of rambling at this point. But, you know, to address the question of like, how did it feel when that happened? Like, you know, putting, I was one of the more senior engineers on my team. And mm. all the blood and sweat of pouring into the company and pouring into the team, all of a sudden they're gonna let me go. Yeah. For this, and you know what? The crazy cherry on top was, um, they they didn't give us severance because it was charged as sexual harassment. Oh my gosh! So there were a lot of curse words said that day. Um, you know. Wow. So four of us, four out of like maybe fifteen people, got fired from my team. So we did not feel very good. Yeah. Right. Wow. That is, that is, that's rough, man. Yeah. And even though like, you know, you weren't, you know, based on our conversation, that was not a happy like situation being at work. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about like wanting to leave, like still like, it it sounds like, yeah, like that there was a mistake. Sure. But getting, Getting shafted in that shafted, sense, like, truly, yeah, is that's too rough, man. Yeah. So, um, you for you, unemployment lasted. You said about five months, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, it was about five months when, from when I f- left work to when I started at my new job. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned that you got the choice to leave. Like, was it a uh, how how did that go down? Yeah. So, it, um, ultimately. What I realized in my in that job was um, during my training, I I had one preceptor who um, really enjoyed um, this individual as a person, but as a trainer, was not what I needed. Mm. And um, I realized over again most of this, all, all of this in retrospect, uh-huh. that like as time went on, more and more of what I was of my mentality with, with my new job with work Mm -hmm. was just to please this individual, um, just to make sure I don't make his mistakes so that I can like prove to this individual that I was good or whatever. And, 
and that actually backfired um, because mm-hmm. I ended up making more mistakes and being more stressed, more anxious. Um, so because of the mistakes I made, um, like I had made one mistake and they had, I, they had called me in and we had talked about it and um, I like dialogue through it. And then um, my last mistake, they called me and were like, Hey, you know, we like, it was still a good conversation in the sense that like, they didn't just outright say like, you're no longer an employee, mm-hmm. but they, we did dialogue through like, Oh, you know, like what happened? Like, wh- what do you think is causing it? Like causing you to make these mistakes. And, and that was actually the the first point where I started thinking about why I was feeling the way I was feeling. Right. And that's why I felt like it was helpful. Cause I was like, I didn't really want to acknowledge it. Cause again, this was the place I wanted to be like, dream it job, was dream yeah, job. Yeah. But when the, we sat down and I sat down with my manager and one of the assistant managers and, and we talked through it and like i realized like you know like i actually have become like anxious through it like i i feel like that has contributed to why um so they they uh, this is where they were like okay well you know we we can't because of your mistakes like we can't keep you but at this point we will give you the choice to leave and i said i will take the choice to leave because i i i think um for me, again, in my early career, I was like, I, I would rather choose to leave than to be let go. Yeah. Um, especially for a reason like that, because I feel like it, it gave me some semblance of control yeah, in a situation yeah, yeah. where I really didn't have control. Um, so, yeah. Um, and again, uh, that situation fed into why I felt or went into like a, a season of depression. Yeah. Just because it was targeting at my like, at my core of who I was and what I was doing, you know? So that, yeah, that was, that was not easy to process through, Mm. honestly. And even, even when I started my new job, like I was, I was still very hopeful, but I still had to deal with a lot of like baggage Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, from coming out of this, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So man, what were the phases through? I mean, you, you talked about like you had a whole month of, Pretty much just saying, I don't want to even look for a new job. Um, yeah, I mean, five or like the even like a one month is a long time of that. But yeah, what from from once you got um, once you left to the point of like kind of picking yourself back up and yeah. applying and going through that process. Uh, what were the phases through it? Like how how did how did that go for you? Yeah, um, and actually, yeah, I will walk you through um, a little bit. Yeah, each step, um, and it was it was hard. That very first step was coming home that morning. I so oh, I was, it happened during, like the it was a night shift. Oh, so mm. managers were there first thing in the morning. I met with them, and I went home in the morning at like eight o'clock or whatever. And the first thing I had to do was tell my dad at home, like, hey it didn't work out for me. Like, you know, I, I, I'm not working at this hospital anymore. And that was already like, I knew it was going to be hard going and talking to my, my dad and my parents. But the fact that I had to do it that morning was like extra rough because for me, I had already like, you know, the whole phases of like grief or whatever, like there's denial, like anger, bargaining, um, depression acceptance like those those five things right i had skipped past it now because i was like it happened like i'm 
I'm not going to stop it, and I don't want to stop it either. Um, and yes, I was angry, um, but I think anger and depression, and and I, oh, so yeah, I I didn't deny it. I didn't want to bargain for it mm-hmm. um, because I knew, it, honestly, that that was the right choice for me um, to not be there anymore. Yeah, but I was just kind of stuck in that anger depression mode, and for my dad to pull me back into trying to bargain, he's like, "Why don't you just like ask them for like another chance?" Like, you know this is like a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like what happened? You know, like, yeah. can't you, can't they give you another chance, whatever. And like, for me, I had already thought through that, you know, I was like, I don't want your mind was set. At yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, um, w- what that led into was basically like, yeah, straight month where I was, I was like <laughs> secluded, like hermit depressed person uh i would still go out every now and then but for the most part all the time that i spent during the week i spent just trying to not like not really process through it Mm -hmm. just kind of like and yeah i I did talk to people and i did um get to have those conversations to allow me to start thinking about it and processing through it but a lot i spent a lot of that time just just distracting myself Um, right watching movies tv shows playing games um sleeping a lot like just literally anything i could do to not have to deal with it um and i think i would say in hindsight i'm thankful that my parents saw how much that affected me and did not push me at that time right Um, right. because i think it would have been harder on me if i did if they did Mm -hmm. but they they you know again I, i was i was living at home i um I had my own space, but I was living at my parents' house. Um, and for them to give me my space um, and still check up on me, you know, asking how I'm doing every now and then, and um, just giving me the space to be alone mm-hmm. was helpful. I, I found that very helpful for yeah, me. I'm in yeah. that situation. And then eventually, um, after, like, I, after I got through that initial depressive phase and started considering like, okay, what, what do I want to do now? You know? Um, and I eventually came to the conclusion that I wanted to be outside the hospital mm-hmm. because I, I realized that being in the hospital would probably trigger me, um, to having like thinking about that experience again. Right. So I was like, I want to just try something else, anything else. Um, ironically i applied to clinic positions at that hospital because it was outside the hospital so i was like oh maybe it'll be different i didn't get any of those um which again i'm kind of thankful for Mm -hmm. Um, but i looked for other ones and nothing i really stuck um and then just um yeah like i'm thankful for connections and people who um i have good friendships with Mm -hmm. um someone had um told me about a job opening because she worked with my previous supervisor and she was like, Hey, I, you know, we've talked about like employment stuff. I think this would be a good fit for you. Yeah. Um, and I said, okay, I'll check it out. Looked it up. I thought it was great yeah. and just went for it. Yeah. So, but again, um, like I had mentioned, I even initially, like I felt like I still had to be cautious and because I was still going through a lot. Yeah. Like I, it had taken me a long time to process through that experience um, and be at least more okay with it um, or at least moving on from it. But yeah. Um, it's I not can, easy. It was not, not easy. easy. Yeah. yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. 
Um, and I know you kind of dialogue, dialogue through um, your experience, but um, maybe catch us up on af- like, after you had um, entered that season of unemployment, yeah. like, what happened next? Well, and what led you to your next job? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the next step really was just that evening after getting uh, fired. Uh, I think what's so cool about Happy Corp is it's a very... You know, people are really young, very cool with each mm. other, very casual. Like people hang out outside of work, and you know, when that word, sp- when the word got out that this evil corp had done this, mm-hmm. like there's a rally pretty much of everybody like supporting us, mm. and we, uh, you know, there's like 30 people from the company came out to like support us. We had like a dinner. We went to a bar, or I guess a brewery, yeah. Tustin Brewing Company, actually. Hey. <laughs> you know, so. You know, call back to the all the different episodes we've had talking about that place, but yeah. it has memories because of that. Like, yeah, we yeah. had thirty people out there, like, you know, drinking our sorrows away, <laughs> and, and, but it, it just felt like there's a, 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 I just felt supported, you know, yeah, and people were even saying like, hey, we need to like rally and petition to get your jobs back kind of like your dad was like let's bargain yeah and for me i was like i don't want to come back you know f this company yeah but in a way it just felt good that like people were at least supportive of you yeah um and that feeling felt really good that night Mm. um but you know it's it's short-lived because okay the weekend it was on a i think i think it was on a friday that no, it was on Monday that it happened, but like Man. the the day after, it's like everybody's back to their jobs, and guess what? You don't have a job. Yeah, and it's like all the same people that partied with you and rallied behind you, they're working. Yeah, and you're just at home like a loser, like in yeah. in my head, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, first day was fine because we actually all ended up. The, the four of us or who uh, we all ended up getting lunch together and talked about it again so it was like oh man this injustice we need to get a lawyer like my old man one of our old managers who wasn't under we weren't under anymore but he t- was telling us to get a lawyer because it was like um Unjust, apparently yeah yeah because apparently evil corp they they were known to have um un what is it called like unlawful termination interesting and they always lose those cases so this company sucks right yeah but then it was like, we were talking about like, yeah, like we're going to get our jobs back. But then, you know, I talked to my parents about it and then they, other people talked about it. I'm just like, that's messy. Like we need to just move on. We were at a like yeah. relatively entry level. Like, let's just get the hell out of here. Yeah. And you know, that feeling stuck and yeah. slowly, you know, some of the other four like moved away mm. uh, after that month. And there was that depression of like, you know like feeling like a victim you know Mm. um feeling like i wasn't appreciated as an employee feeling like it wasn't fair that just my value was very low yeah you know um and like i mentioned earlier like my preconceived thoughts of unemployment's like all right i'll get back on my feet soon so i had that in my head still i was like all right there's a couple jobs out there i'll apply i'll probably get a few calls back and slowly that broke down you know Mm. the first month the second month like i remember one of the phone interviews i did i bombed so bad and i was like you know this is actually kind of hard yeah and i remember like just you know like i it it felt like um 
like it felt like I was doing something wrong. Mm. I felt like I, I, at every moment, I felt like even during unemployment, I was missing something. Mm. And everything I was doing was because I was at fault. So mm. everything was kind of in response to guilt. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a positive, I think that did come out of it was, you know, getting a routine, like, of course, sleep in a lot at first, <laughs> but then, you know, like I started going to the gym every day. Yeah. Um, you know, doing my uh, devotions or yeah. my faith, right? Like really just kind of centering myself in, I'm not going to let that dictate me. Like my past and what happened dictate what's going to happen right. in the future. So, um, you know, yeah, like there was moments of depression that led to, you know, more peace and yeah. more um, just trust in the future and in, in, in God, right? Like, yeah. And, and where things were going to head next. And yeah. Um, yeah, I got, you know, my next job that I'm currently in for just over two years now, which is insane. Yeah. I, I I still can't believe I've been here longer than I was at the <laughs> old company now. Yeah, um, yeah. It's called, um, well, let's just call it uh, Peace Corp. Um <laughs> Not uh, the actual Peace Corps. Yeah, not the actual Peace Corps, but Peace Corp. Um, yeah, yeah. And they, they all kind of allude to the actual names. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, it, it's a company that a lot of my old coworkers and people from uh, Happy Corp uh, left to start. And I've been working here, learning a lot, and it's just been like the biggest blessing, you know, such yeah. a great company, a lot of opportunities to learn and grow, which I didn't have at my old company. So, um, you know, it's long-winded, but it's it was a rough time that led me to a really good place where now I think I'm I'm in such a promising, um, I guess, career path right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you had kind of mentioned some some lessons that you learned. Um, can you share with um, me and the listeners like what was one lesson that you learned through the job that you were at before? Um, one lesson during unemployment and one lesson now Mm -hmm. after well the biggest lesson is don't trust anybody Mm. you know um well that's that's a bad lesson (laughs) but like in the sense of don't um you know the biggest thing from that whole interrogation thing was like i thought i could trust the hr people Mm. to like i i thought i can trust them with my intentions after i explained them but in reality, they were out to get me. So, like, you know, bad, corrupt police, they used that against me. Mm. So, first of all, you know, don't trust corporate people. Mm. Um, that's kind of like a blatant uh, thing I'm I'm always going to stand by now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but second, I think um, for my old job, I think one of the lessons is, uh, you know, really trust how you're feeling mm. in because I, I should have left that job at least six months before that. Wow. Because it, or at least try to find other avenues within the company, but that might not have happened, right? Right. Um, you know, work is work. People know that. Work is how you get paid, how you make a living. But, you know, the reality is if work ends up becoming, like I said, the bane of your existence where yeah. you'll... You, it, for me, it started to ruin my relationships. Mm. Um, you know, not ruin, but like it affected my relationships. Yeah. You, that that there's you don't not every job is going to do that. 
Right. You know, so find the right job. You know, escape a job that is corrupting you. Right. Um, yeah. And I think through unemployment, my biggest lesson is, um, I think gratefulness, thankfulness mm. for every little thing. Thankfulness for your friends who are supporting you. Oh, yeah. Man, so much support during that time. Gratefulness for you know parents, of course. You yeah. Know, providing and just you know leading leading you the right way, even if it's just little words here and there. Yeah. Um, and just gratefulness that you have anything at all, that you have money, you have the ability to look for another job. So yeah. um, I think those were definitely some lessons for me um, that I learned. How about yeah. yourself? Um, the biggest lesson I learned from the job that I had left is, um, you should, any person in their career, especially early on, if you're trying to figure, find something, um, or whatever, you should be very reflective of your experience. Mm. Um, you should actually think about it, um, again, cause I don't think I did. Right. Um, you should actually think about it, see, like, reflect honestly how things are going and if and i would encourage you to find people to talk to about that to help kind of dialogue you through it because you know if you're just sitting with your own thoughts you like i did um i i don't think you would have um i don't well i didn't really like reflect well on it to realize hey this is actually pretty stressful for me and i want i didn't know why yeah um so I would definitely say in order to prevent something, a situation like mine from happening, um, it would be good to reflect on it um, mm. on your own time with other people. Um, and yeah, if it if it's not the right fit, it's not the right fit. Um, and don't be afraid to leave. Right. Um, but if it is the right fit and something's just not right, like take be, be courageous and like help figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, my second lesson during unemployment, like during the season, is... Um, be okay with taking time for yourself. Again, yeah. it took it took me a long time, and you know it set me back a little bit. I think, but honestly, like I am more successful now. Um, at least I feel more successful now because I was able to like give myself the time that I needed to get through that. Yeah, um, a healthy amount of time, granted. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, the 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 side lesson to that is like make sure you take advantage of that time if you Mm -hmm. are unemployed yeah um yes take the time to process like through that loss but also take advantage of the time that you have free yeah um you know as as working normal adults we won't have much time to be free and um take advantage of that and use it well yeah um and my advice in like either finding or entering a new job that you're excited about um yeah like just be okay like be okay taking the time to find something that you will love um and i think this is a very millennialistic like mentality um but i think it's a healthy one because we don't want to just settle like you had mentioned like if work is the bane of your existence and all you're doing is going to make a a living that's really really not going to keep you long term yeah um but for long-term success you do want to find a healthy balance between work that you love and maybe work that just needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can't have, and if you can find the extreme value of both, awesome. Yeah. Um, but if if you have to like kind of give and take, find a good balance of of something you love, like enjoy doing, and find yourself like sometimes excited to do mm-hmm. um, with something that will meet um, your needs. Yeah. Um, 
and be okay waiting for that, you know? So, do you have any advice for listeners that might, whether they're in unemployment right now or, you know, maybe they'll come back and listen because they they might have one in the future? Uh, Yeah. Any advice, just whether it's mentally, like things to keep in mind or practical things? Yeah. um, I think maybe in contrast to what I did for my season of unemployment, um, I would not, I would take like a good solid amount of time, especially if you're freshly coming out of a job that was rough or something like that, or something didn't work out. I would say, give yourself a solid week, um, of yes, let it be whatever you need it to be. If you're going to be depressed and alone, let it be depressed and alone. Give yourself a straight, a solid week. Um, but what I think would have benefited me is after that point, um, start to pick yourself up and move, like look at moving on. Not necessarily just giving it up and moving on, but mm-hmm. start the process of moving on, whatever that looks like. Whether it's, okay, um, I've given myself enough time to be sad and angry or whatever. Now, okay, what's next? You know, um, And that could be either looking for positions it could be um it could be like hey i realized i just need to be away take a trip you know take a week trip right um you had a week to be depressed take a week trip to kind of be reinvigorated mm-hmm. um and get out of the house um mm-hmm. i think that's also another important thing yeah wherever you're living get out um like in the sense of like just leave the house for the day go to a coffee shop um or go to the, well, again, if you're unemployed, maybe you want to be fiscal. So go to any place that you don't have to pay anything. So go to a library, yeah, go to yeah. the park, um, go to a free art museum, like anything that will get you away from your um, living place yeah. to get you out of your mindset. Yeah. Um, those are probably the best things I would say based on my situation. Yeah. What about you? I think one of them that, um, like you, I, I wish I practiced even more, um, is in a way like reevaluate your passions. Um, mm, wow. I think the, th- you know, maybe for both of us, our last, the job before that was stressful and we were just kind of, our minds were kind of melted from, you know, work or from yeah, just that yeah. whole process. And I think the the biggest thing that takes away from that is, or takes away from your life is that, you kind of just forget what you're passionate about. You just go to work to get to work. Right. You, right. you know, like you don't have the energy or time to really think about what truly makes you like happy. And, um, I think obviously for listeners know, like music was a huge thing and yeah. I had grown very like, Oh man, I don't want to do this. And for a while I was like, dude, what if I just like made some more songs, made some more music and yeah. like during this time, um, and I, I tried to a little bit, you know, I even bounced around this idea with my friend, like, what if I like sold like some, uh, like, uh, sample music for huh. like, m- like video clips, like, you know, like, you know, those like yeah, public yeah. domain, uh, cause, cause you know, that, that would be pretty fun, you know, but like, I think just that, that thought process of kind of distancing yourself from this idea of I was born to work, right? but more like I was born to live. And uh, yeah. I know that's kind of cheesy and it's like, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> uh, I agree. It doesn't really mean much, but like in the moment, I think I had to think about that because, 
honestly, like even going into my new job, I was like, it's another healthcare IT place. I was like, yeah. it was so similar in a lot of ways to my old company of, in terms of the work I was doing. Yeah. Um, but I think what did get me back was remembering like, you know, another passion of mine is people. And I really liked the people that were there already. And it was like, yeah. I can enjoy just being here, you know? So yeah, like during this time, make use of, you know, your headspace to yeah. really remember what makes you happy and passionate. Um, whether that becomes your career, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it just becomes another hobby that you remember yeah. to, you know, do. But if anything, it might just be um, something to make you remember what it means to live, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, unemployment, man. It's, you know, we've, we've talked about it together, um, in a few different settings and yeah. we've obviously we're journeying with each other through it too. Yeah. Um, but I think it's good for us to dive a little bit deeper into why and, and hopefully for you out there listening, um, you're able to join us and hopefully this was helpful for you. Um, yeah. and if at the very least you got some insight into a little bit of our past and yeah. hopefully a little bit of who we are now. So, um, again, um, yeah, thanks for joining us. But we want to give you a, a recommendation of the week. And uh, we were discussing, you know, we thought about what would be appropriate for this this topic. And uh, we thought, since we mentioned it briefly, of how to utilize your time when you're unemployed, uh, our record of the week is a free activity or um, free or cheap, cheap one, yeah. activity um, or a thing um, to do during your season of unemployment. Yeah. What do you have, Jerome? Um, yeah, it took a while to think of this, but I, I kind of want to just, uh, almost like wreck a, a routine. Hmm. Um, what was uh, your routine? Yeah. My routine was really kind of standard. Um, I, I would go to the gym in the morning, um, and morning meaning like 10 or 11 because, <laughs> you know, you sleep in, Yeah. um, you know, do that and then. I would always. I was also kind of doing a, a weight loss thing at that at that point. Mm. So I would always get like something like a five dollar smoothie. I know you know not use that as like a lunch or something. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, I'd go to like a coffee shop mm. um, to just one journal a bit. Like I think this is a time where you need to just get your thoughts out. Yeah. Um, and you know also do your devotions for myself. Um, yeah. Just kind of. I don't know, like, like I said, center myself on, and on that, you know. So yeah, that in itself is maybe like ten bucks a, a day, and then uh, after that, or during the coffee shop, I probably, you know, write some cover letters and apply to some yeah. places. But you know, go home, cook a little bit, something cheap, and I think just being able to stick to the a routine mm. that was both efficient money wise but also had elements that kept you going mm. right like it, it felt like a um not a job but like a yeah a routine to, yeah to keep you going so um kind of my rec uh it may look different for you right? yeah so what about you um so my rec of the week is to find a free museum because mm. um, i think that's people don't go to museums enough um and they're pretty cool 
that maybe something will speak to you or maybe it'll just be a good time to walk around and get out yeah um i think that's a that's a good free one um like you i um i think i didn't do that um even though again i think it would be good what i did do was i had a monthly subscription for a game um, that i was Mm. playing but the the game i was playing was also in community with other people Mm. so i was chatting with other people and i actually had talked about like you know being unemployed and stuff so that actually kind of was a, a a way for me to bridge community with an activity um and actually that experience did help me um process through it but if you you know um, but i think the the key element of that is um hanging out with people um spending time with people um doing maybe doing something right so maybe it's a hobby activity or whatever but do something something yeah yeah yeah, well, heavy topic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was good though. I think yeah. um, you know we wanted yeah again celebrate our twentieth, um, but yeah we wanted to talk about a topic that was very relevant for both of us, um, and maybe also what led us to wanting to do this podcast in the first place. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know. Um, but hopefully, again for anyone listening, you were able to just have a good time joining with us um, hearing about our, our experience with unemployment. And if you're in a season of unemployment, hopefully this is helpful to you. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're listening from another time and you're, you know, you're in a season of unemployment. Well, yeah. We hope that our experience has been helpful to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, like always, uh, we want to encourage you guys, as we said earlier in this episode, um, if you are listening to us, like, thank you again for listening. Um, it would be really helpful for us if you followed us on our Instagram at Just Try Pod. Again, that's at Just Try Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if whatever me- medium you're listening on, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Google, Podcasts, whatever it is, um, if you're able to rate us, please do. Um, yeah, we, we want to know what you guys think, um, what, you know, how you guys are enjoying our show. And if you have actual thoughts and comments you want to share with us, please do. Um, leave a comment on any of our posts or email us at justchipod at gmail.com. Um, so yeah thanks again for listening all as always we'll see you next time see ya <laughs>